Welcome back to the Crown and College podcast presented to you by Flawless Noises Media. I am one of your hosts. I am Jeremy. I go by Black Dante on Twitter, Suki Johnson on Instagram and Facebook. I don't really know her like that, so get the hell luck, everybody. And my AKA for today will be don't be going out to brunch in a goddamn pandemic. And I'm joined by... What's going on, y'all? This is your girl, Tall Bianca. And like a tree, you can go to linktree.com. You know, link that tree or whatever the fuck it is. Slash so Tall Bianca, and you can find me in the other places where I be at. One of the places you cannot find me because it's not searchable in that way is Clubhouse, unless you own Clubhouse, in which case find me there at Tall Bianca, of course. So, my AKA is y'all got some pretty voices. Why y'all not doing the podcast? <laughs> and this podcast is brought to you by the Flawless Nerds Media Network. Check out all the lovely shows we got going on. We got a dozen of them here for you. A little bit of content for your this, a little bit of content for that, a little bit of content for the third, all the way to the 12th, really. Um, so if it's something you might be looking to want to incorporate into your po- your podcast, your podcast, listen to me. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what words I was combining there. You're doing amazing, Bianca. If you want to get us into your podcast mix, you like us, and you trust that we got some good things going on, go ahead on and subscribe. Also, check out flawlessnoises.com. Hit the donate tab. You can either... Send money directly to the website, or that'll help us keep the lights on and the bills paid and the this and the that. Or you can become a patron. Becoming a patron gets you even more content, right? At the five and ten dollar levels, five gets you most, ten gets you all. So if you're looking to add more of that into your life, if you're checking this out for the first time, welcome. If you came from Clubhouse, use the promo code. Don't no, get there's no promo code. Um, <laughs> we need a damn promo code. For what for who? <laughs> Listen, okay, listen. They getting the- we can promote some shit. We can sell some shit. We, we did before on a previous network, but on this network, we just giving you us. Um, and we just appreciate it that if you just want to leave a little drop in the hat, we appreciate that. And uh tell your friends about us. Get these listens up, get these views up. Wait, this isn't a visual podcast. The views don't matter. Get these listens up and check out what we got going on. So that said, Jeremy, you want to get into the show? Yeah, so let's get into the hashtag content. Um, I, did, I did that like I haven't recorded 250 of these. Like, right? <laughs> hey, you want to get into the show now? Like, right? To be like, me being the fucking crossing guard of the show. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Cross guard B. Um, oh, anyway, <laughs> I'm not even editing it out. That gets to stay. Anyway, let's move into the show. All right, let's start off with some good news. Usually we start the show off um, and it's trash, uh, but this week was not uh, trash. Well, not entirely. Um, let's start off with some good news. Actor Elliot Page, formerly Ellen Page, announces he is transgender. Um, Elliot announced that he is transgender on, on, on Tuesday um, in an Instagram post. Uh, quote, hi, friends. I want to share with you that I am trans. My pronouns are he slash they, and my name is Elliot, wrote the Juno and Umbrella Academy star. I feel lucky to be writing this, to be here, to be uh, have arrived at this place in my life. Uh, sharing overwhelming gratitude for support, particularly from the transgender community, Paige promised to do his part in creating a more loving and equal society. Shout out to Elliot Page for this. You know, in the blink yes. of an eye, it's just like, wow, like we now have a very front facing trans mask person prominently featured in, you know, Hollywood, right? Because there are trans males, uh, trans men rather, who have trafficked in different avenues, whether we're talking about Teek Milan or various others. And Elliot Page is now probably the highest profile of them all, which 
again, shout out to him, shout out to them because they do a lot of really good work in Hollywood. They've done a lot of inclusivity stuff. They have spoken out against maybe some of the more pervasive texts that condemn folks like us. And I would just like to say welcome to the family. I Yeah, it is great to have you here. I did not see this coming. I'm pleasantly surprised. In his post, uh, he sh- he also shared uh, that uh, I also ask for patience. My joy is real, but it's also fragile. The truth is, deci- despite feeling profoundly happy right now and knowing how much privilege I carry, I'm also scared. Scared of the invasiveness, the hate, and the, quote, jokes and, and of violence. To be clear, I am not trying to dampen a moment that is joyous and one that I celebrate, but I want to address the full picture. The statistics are staggering. The discrimination towards trans people is rife, insidious, and cruel, resulting in horrific consequences. In 2020 alone, it has been reported that at least 40 transgender people have been murdered, the majority of which have been Black and Latinx trans women. Great for him coming out and living in the truth, but also great for him um, sharing that and uh, using his platform to highlight that the trans community is under attack, in particular trans women of color. So, yeah, th- this was this was very pleasant all the way around. It was, and again, the news like I found out about it right before recording. So I suppose I apologize for not being super ready with like a bunch of names at the helm because it was like, oh shit, like this is okay, you know, like all right, let's let's do this, let's celebrate, and let's let this be Elliot's moment, you know. Uh, leave it up to all of us to be better informed about issues facing trans men. I was recently asked actually about issues regarding trans men. And one of the things that I always try to be delicate about is that while, you know, trans men and trans women have the shared bond of being trans, a lot of the struggles we face, um, the overlap is there, but on the big things, right, which is the things that we both want to know about and are comfortable talking about, they vary. They're pretty divergent. So I don't like speaking on the behalf of trans men. I don't fashion myself as an expert on what they're going through. I I do have community with multiple trans men, you know, at my local level, but I, I never want to speak to, I never want to give voice to what it is that their struggles consist of when they are people who can be accessed. They are people who can be reached out to, spoken to, and, you know, given credence to. So... I won't be doing that. What I will advise, what I will suggest, what I will hope is that we listen to Elliot, we listen to Tick Milan, and we listen to, you know, Chaz Bono and the multitude of trans men as they explore. This is a particularly tender time for Elliot Page, as he mentioned in his Instagram post. So please uh, go shower them with love because that's what we deserve. Indeed. Hold on. Can we pause the show real briefly here? Vanessa uh, A. Williams just called me her new bestie. Uh, <laughs> I'm not even bullshitting. Dog. See what see what Clubhouse does for you? I'm not even bullshitting. Fam, this is... Nigga, I'm in the middle of posting some shit. And she just sent me these messages. Oh my god. Listen, you better... Listen, tell her to listen to the show shit. <laughs> listen, you better... Listen, promote us, you know friend. I'm, I'm, talking, I'm talking in hushed tones, but you know what? I'm leaving all that in. Executive decision made by the editor. Let's move on to the next story, shall we? Yes, let us move on to the next story. Um, 
Well, if you um, were someone who was wondering who Miss Rihanna, what Miss Rihanna is does doing with her poom poom, um, then we not making an album. Listen, reset. Well, I mean, depending on how this this dating situation go, you might be getting that album sooner than you think. Cause um, <laughs> she is now dating longtime friend ASAP Rocky after months of romance rumors. Um, it's definitely some love on the brain here. Um, good on you people. I do like that. Um, Rihanna is dating her longtime friend, rapper ASAP Rocky. A source tells People the news comes after the New York Post page six reported that the couple, both 32, were spotted having dinner with friends at the Beatrice Inn in New York over the weekend. The couple has sparked romance rumors since Re split from her boyfriend of three years, billionaire Hassan Jamil, in January. Um, then the Sun reported that Rihanna and ASAP had been seeing each other, but a source told E that she was still single. In July, Rihanna featured the everyday rapper in her uh, Fenty Skin campaign. The duo did several interviews together to promote the collaboration. So, yeah. Well, again, like I said, you know what? I'm not on Rihanna's neck about it the way the stands are. I'm saying it like in a vacuum here. It's preserved for all time. Granted, everyone can just rewind me, keep saying not release the album, not releasing the album, not releasing the album, but that's a you choice, not a me choice. All right. I'm saying is as long as you're happy, my sis. I know it sounds like the kind of coddling and bullshit that people say to trans people, and it's meant to. <laughs> as long as you are happy, as long as ASAP Rocky is making you feel good about the goods, making you feel great about the greats, then you just ride along and y'all do y'all's thing together and leave my opinion out of it. Because guess what? I don't have an opinion about that. Y'all, listen, Rihanna deserves to be happy, damn it. Okay? Uh, I apologize for that. Now, this time the joke about um, <laughs> about uh, the joke you always make about me and the, these websites actually kind of fits, uh, Bianca, because guess, guess why I went on Onto to onto for the next story and the auto shit play. Just guess. You're not even finna motherfucking tell me. Let's just move on. They both 32 years old. This is a relationship that they have a lot of shared instant, uh, a lot of shared social relevance, uh, correlevance with. And I am just happy that this is one of those imbalanced situations where like she feels pressure to date a 50 year old or he feels pressure to date a 20 year old. Like they seem like they would just sort of make an ease with each other so shout out to them anyway what website was it? Uh, you know what this... website was it what website was it huh what website was it bt oh my god <laughs> that's why i said actually the joke fits at time um... <laughs> 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 i mean listen i mean you know bt you know black is beautiful but i mean come on but um yeah i mean honestly uh, like you say, it's not really none of my business at the end of the black ass day. All I will say is for Rihanna's sake, I hope that ASAP has grown from his dark skinned black women don't don't uh, need red lipstick days. And he has grown from his black lives matter ain't got shit to do with me days. That's all I'm gonna say. If he hasn't, I can see that relationship going left. But you know, th- this this is the hope. This is the hope that he's a better person. 
This is the, this is hope. This is hope that he is not the old ASAP. He is a new ASAP. Uh, for Rihanna's sake, more than anything. Speaking of old, <laughs> speaking of old things. My bad. I, I I ran out of gas on that one. I'm so sorry. Um, nah, this listen, is fine. I'm just I'm just glad we got the skincare. And I'm glad we got the lingerie, and I'm glad we got the slides. Even though the slides are banned from a popular now for the wrong reasons Dallas brunch spot, apparently. <laughs> so. Mm. Mm. Okay, let me tell you something. L- listen, okay, so about this situation. Are we doing it? Are we, doing it? Are we gonna do it? Uh, just briefly, because I mean it's been okay. talked about ad nauseum at this point. Shit. Yeah. And, we we got nothing really new to add to it, but let's let's listen. Yeah. Listen, look, listen. Let me tell you something. Where I am with it is simply this. That motherfucking owner was anti-black as shit. Um, not only from just that video, but just from people who from that from Dallas and from that area that have been to restaurants that he's on prior, because he opened that particular one up like during the pandemic, which boy. This nigga opened a mother a, a fucking on- shakedown shack. That's what the fuck it is. This motherfucker talking not talking about I wanted to be classy and upscale. Boy, with a Photoshop picture of Barack and the goddamn <laughs> boy, what? During a Panasonic nigga? D- doing a panoramic boy. But <laughs> again, he was anti-black as shit. He was misogynistic as shit. The coon definitely jumped out in that nigga. Um, however, while I am resting my... Like, like, it's a situation where multiple things can be true. But I feel like the most important one is this. Y'all asses don't need to be out in a goddamn pandemic. It is a whole panoramic outside. And on his part, nigga, you are opening a restaurant and hosting an event for with multiple people, not a goddamn mask in sight. And on their part, y'all asses need to be home. That's why I am with it. But once I once I knew that that, that shit was trending and once I saw that like fucking celebrities was f- starting to comment on the fucking Dez Bryant's old coon ass when I saw that shit I was like yeah this finna get annoying real quick and it did yeah and my ultimately and people don't like hearing this very much especially like anyway let me just get to the point the issue ultimately was you can't set a vibe and you can't set a dress code like the one that he fucking had right you know, you're talking about, you know, no untraditional headgear and no slides, especially fuzzy slides, no athletic wear. No, you can't set a dress code that restrictive because that's what it is. It's a restrictive dress code. You can't mm-hmm. set a, a dress code that restrictive and then book a DJ who's going to fucking play trap music. Get the fuck out of my face. Bro, like, <laughs> like, I don't know if you saw it, Bianca, but like on their Instagram, they was promoting the shit. And guess what the fuck song they was using to promote it? Tell me. The thong song. You. <laughs> like, boy, if you don't get the fuck out of my face with disrespectability shit and you, you motherfucker use a thong song to promote your shit, boy, I know you fucking lying. Hmm. What is we going to do with niggas? What is we going to do? Well, listen, we have to abolish niggas. Like, Again, it's it's one of the things. So I remember one time I went to an event 
And it was one of those, oh, everybody dresses to the nines. Da, 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 da. Like, and then what I thought was going to be, what I thought was going to be like a soul night, right? Like soul vibes, you know, sort of kiss and grind type of feel turned into all trap everything. And I'm like, nigga, why am I, why am I so formal right now? Why, why did you listen the, the, the price for the ticket, whatever I'll, I'll swallow that. Like I, I want to be in a place where not just any goddamn body's going to get in. That's fine. But what you're not going to motherfucking do is make me sweat through like my good clothes. Hello. I, if your DJs are going to be playing, you know, shake it up and tear it down music, I expect to be able to wear shake it up and tear it down attire. Now, Hello? if you want to say that, you know, the folks went too far in not listening to him in regards of, you know, hey, you, you know, getting, getting, getting a little wild right now. Can we, can we dial it back a little bit? If you want to, if you want to criticize that, I'll hear it. I don't like it, but I'll hear it. But yeah, two conversations have to ha- happen, right? You got to tell him, hey, look, like, you know, that's not really the vibe we're going for, da, 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 so on and so forth. And your immediate next conversation has to be with your DJ. Hey, look, you got to shift into a whole other element right now, fam. Like, I'm not saying you got to go like Harlem Renaissance with it. I'm not saying you got to go like, you know, my Rainey and motherfucking Sammy Davis Jr. records with it. But it can't be this. It can't be this. It can't be... Nigga, throw that ass in a circle. He had to tell the DJ to stop the music when he wanted to address the crowd. I listen, I can't wait for the interview with the DJ to come out because I got questions for that nigga. Listen. And listen, he I don't need, feel like all of he, gonna get he, asked, he, But as he, a DJ and as a DJ. Oh, go ahead, me. My bad. As a DJ who has done uh corporate events, right? Where it's like, oh, you know, I gotta kind of button it up a little bit and do this particular sound, this particular feel, whatever. You don't get to, you don't get to just fucking play whatever you want. You know, like I had a hotel gig, right? While I was playing check-in hours, four to seven. And it was a really nice gig. I got paid nicely for it. It was a cool way to, you know, bring a live element to the check-in times. It was great. I wasn't in there playing throw that ass in the I wasn't playing to throw, throw that ass into nothing. You wasn't <laughs> throwing that ass in a circle, in a trapezoid, in a blender, you know, in a hole, none of it. Not throw that ass in a trapezoid. Man, look, I could tame multitudes, okay? <laughs> but <laughs> come on, come on, layers. <laughs> but yeah, you yeah, a lot of that lies on the vibe the DJ set, which sounds like they didn't have the conversation. Yeah. And so I my my hope is my hope is twofold. One, I hope he closes until the pandemic ends, right? Because we shouldn't be nobody was fucking distancing, you know. And even when not, a damn, the crowd, not a damn person, not a mask in sight. He he pulled down his mask to, you know, make all the all of the cocktails corona cocktails, but you know <laughs> cocktails with a K. Ugh. Corona <laughs> with a K then too. I but, <laughs> You're doing amazing, friend. You know, I'm I want to roll today again. Vanessa Williams called me her bestie today. I'm I'm listen. Hey, Vanessa Williams. Getting in and getting it great. Um, so yeah. I um what was I going with this? Yeah. So close your restaurant and when you reopen, like one of four things has to happen. I should really narrow it down to three, but I'm gonna say one of four things has to happen. 
One, you got to get your ticket times down, my nigga. So you need two to hire reliable catch staff. Three, you need to watch how you seat people, right? So that your ticket times don't get fucked up like that. Four, you need a better DJ. Bonus five, never address paying customers like that again. Ever. Ever. Because honestly, he lucky he didn't get beat the fuck up. Yeah, like that <laughs> That remains my surprise that he didn't fucking get jumped. Listen, let me tell you something. Ain't no nigga in a goddamn bow tie looking like looking like a goddamn sim finna talk to me any old kind of way. I don't give a fuck if I'm in the quote-unquote wrong. I'll beat your ass. Don't you ever in your life play with me like that. Didn't he have on cream color wingtips? Yes. Yes. Imagine a nigga dressed like fucking... Um, Fucking what is his name? What is his name? Uh, imagine a motherfucker dressed like Andrew Caldwell talking to you in the old kind of goddamn way. Oh, boy! <laughs> I will beat your ass. Our old you friend ahead. from like episode five. <laughs> Our old friend from like episode five of this show. Welcome everybody who has been here for the last six years or the last six days. Listen, don't you ever. <laughs> what am I? Why why did you have to bring him into the into the equation? Why? Listen, it why, it, why it, did you do that? It just why came did you to do me. that? Just... <laughs> it listen, it just came to me. Listen, when when the opportunity knocks, when the opportunity knocks. But yeah. Uh also listen. Whenever Dez Bryant is defending you, you know you are on the wrong side of history. Except for when Vince Young tells Dez Bryant, you know I can help tell coach. And then Dez Bryant was on the right side of history. Just that once. Just that once. Just that once. Well, no, it was Larry Fitzgerald he told it to. And then Vince Young hit up Dez Bryant on some yo shit. And then uh, Brandon, shout out to Brandon. Brandon was like, nah, we're not telling coach nothing, dog. That was the one time Des Bryant was on the right side of history. That was the one time. That was the one time. All right. Uh shit, we are. Let's let's get back on track. Um yeah, yeah. Drake is entering the world of scented candles. Um, the rapper's Better World Fragrance House line includes five scented essences, but none stand out quite like Carby Musk. According to Michael Carby's Revolt page, Carby Musk is a smooth musk fragrance that is introspective as the interpretation of your beautiful self, yet extrative as how you want others to see your bold and brilliant self. The scent features notes of musk, amber, cashmere, suede, velvet, and here's the kicker, it actually smells like Drake. So for all you super stands out there that love y'all some uh, that love y'all some Adonis daddy, you can smell like that motherfucker buying this candle that will sell for four to eight dollars each. So, not to ruin my holiday shopping, but I was doing some holiday shopping and I saw some like handmade, hand poured candles with like really quali- good quality wicks and things. Mm-hmm. And they they were starting at you know forty bucks for the eight ounce candle. So I'm not I'm not upset at the. Yeah, the price at the price on the candle. That's that's competitive, but yeah, yeah the notion of 
Wait, did they say smelling like Drake? Smelling like Drake. The candles literally smell like him, according to so the art. So I know what that means. That that doesn't mean it smells like his skin. It means it smells like the sense he likes the most. Because his what his first Twitter name was like Drake Noir or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. He was tweeting like a bad bitch. He's seeming like the type of nigga who would motherfucking use uh, Drake R. Noir, which yeah, <laughs> yeah, is only used by men over the age of sixty-five now. But yeah, yeah. Then he got that surgery to get rid of his dad body, and he still got a dad body. <laughs> and then and he got body work done too. Like let's just yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. Like I, I fan out for a good candle right true and it sucks i do a lot of my candle shopping at like tj maxx and ross and places like that where you find a candle and like you gotta watch how much you burn it because you might not find that candle a second time unless you Mm -hmm. buy all of them Mm -hmm. and i I, I like not buying like seven of the candles because i'm like yo other people should get to experience this i was in the store and i you know gave it a sniff and i liked it then I lit it and it was really good. So it got to be like a bedroom candle or it got to be a kitchen candle. Or it got to be a living room candle or whatever the case might've been. And um, yeah, then I would never see that candle again. So it's like, all right, revolving door of candles. But yeah, if they're making a good quality candle, I would, I'd, I'd, I'd put the bread out for it. I, I get it. Yep. I wouldn't do that shit on the like fangirl shit though. That's, that's where you lose me. <laughs> It's like, I'll buy the counter, just don't tell me I'm going to smell like Drake. Yep. <laughs> don't tell me my bedroom's going to smell like Drake. Are you fucking, are you tripping? Right. <laughs> don't tell me my bed, don't tell me my, my bedroom's going to smell like a, smell, hey, don't tell me my bedroom's going to smell like, like a nigga that was hiding the roof from his son. Oh my God. All right. Don't what tell if... me that. Uh, <laughs> speaking of children, um. A judge has thrown out a restraining order against NBA player Trevor Ariza after determining he did not physically abuse his 12-year-old son, according to um, Lipstick Alley, a.k.a. TMZ Sports. Um, As previously reported, the Oklahoma City Thunder player has been locked in a custody battle with Lana Allen, the mother of his child. Allen previously filed court docs saying that Ariza had physically abused their child on multiple occasions dating back to 2019. Allegations Ariza strongly denied. She ordered a temporary restraining order earlier this year and was hoping to extend it. The case went in front of a judge who got testimony from all of the people involved, including both parents, the child, therapists, and more. Finally, on Monday, the judge issued his opinion on the case saying that Ariza has not and does not pose a threat to his child. Therefore, the temporary restraining order has been dissolved and the request for a permanent one has been denied. So there you go. Um, the court, uh, I'm assuming this is from the judge. The court finds that while the relationship between Ariza and his son is clearly strained, his son is not in any physical or emotional danger with his father. Ju- the judge um, did raise some concerns about Ariza's authoritarian, authoritarian and aggressive parenting style, but found that his actions did not reach the level of domestic violence. Uh, the judge ordered that both Trevor and Lana come up with a parenting plan and hope they can create a more positive environment for their son. Uh, Lana will retain primary custody, but Trevor gets significant visitation with the goal of basically uh, building a better co-parenting relationship. Oof. This is 
Missy. So to cut the tension on this, like, does Trevor Ariza not look like the most New York ass nigga to not actually? He do. He do. He do. He, he look, always he look, look like he. He look like he look like the nigga who be in the back of Dipset pictures. <laughs> he do. He look. He look like he always like one. He looked like he one shoulder brush away from fighting outside of a bodega. <laughs> like, and then he, he started growing these little, little like, mini locks a year or two yeah. ago. And I'm just like, like nigga, no, hey, please yeah, don't. Yeah, please like, he started, season. he started, hey, remember, um, remember when, um, Dave Chappelle played Reggie on Dr. Uh, I'm not Dr. Doolittle, on uh, Little Professor. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of head he got. <laughs> yeah, no. Nah, go back to the season, fam. Don't. Yeah, keep. Yeah, that is not working. The thing out is, if, if he if he let if he let the if he lets the locks go, then he becomes like a street poet. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he becomes he he becomes a Wale. You are out of control right now. We got to rear you in. Let um, me through. So I'm gonna put you on mute here for just a quick second, <laughs> and. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna talk about this this situation, right? So it says that occasions dating back to 2019, which leads me to wonder what shifted in his life that made him begin to act out in this way. Like if it's hey, you know, is it that your son is like actually out here fucking up? Is it because because there are some things and not and I don't ask that to put the blame on the son. It's quite the opposite. It's to shift the onus back onto him and to say, hey, look, like you got to be more present. Um, I know he Trevor Ariza has had a turbulent NBA career to say nothing at all about it. Like the man yeah. gets traded like every time you blink your eyes. Um, yeah. Like I think he just set the record for the most traded player in NBA history. And so like yeah, even, he's always a journeyman. Yeah, he he doesn't seem to. Just, like he gets to places, he tends just not to stay very long. So I can understand maybe late in his career, maybe he's just feeling like, oh, well, I need to be somewhere steady. I hope that last place was my favorite place, and da da da. And there could be job related stresses in that way. This is not to sympathize with him at all, but maybe to hopefully bring some context in that might be explaining why he's why he's wilding out like this because he's he's never. He's never come off as that person, right? Which is that doesn't mean anything, right? If he's having this sudden change in relationship with his son, then they got to get to the bottom of it. And as the adult, he's got to do the soul searching on what is it? Is it the career starting to wind down? Is it the hunger for a championship? Is it that you just stress the fuck out about some shit? Like whatever it is, like go figure it out. You got the money, you got the bread, you got the resources, and I mean. This was a long ass offseason for whatever the last team he was on it. So you, you you got the time. So figure it out. Um, get your shit together. Do it for your son. Do it for your relationship with your son's mother in regards to her willingness to like let your son be around you. Because without that, you just become another statistic. So Yeah, he's gotta he's gotta do some soul searching. He's gotta dig deep. Yeah. He's gotta figure this like, out. The red flag for me was the judge basically saying, like, yeah, you didn't abuse your son, but nigga, this goddamn Adrian Peterson like ass style you got towards parenting, yeah, nigga, you need to get that in check. Yeah. 
and that's and that's where I am with it, right? He 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 needs to never be this close to the line again, right? Because that is close to that line. You know, if if we're gonna if we're gonna take this this judgment as, as the unbiased, you know, cogs in the, in the system working as we want them to. Mm-hmm. And the reason I say that is because there's that acknowledgement, like, yo, fam, you you treading you treading dangerously, but you ain't, you know, like we we can't we can't nail you for this, but nigga, you close, right? right? As opposed to how this usually goes, where it's like, oh, he didn't do anything wrong. This is all malarkey. Yeah, the way these things usually go. So there's some acknowledgement. Hey, look, like you've been acting up. You do not, you know, again, this 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 ain't jail time, but this is nigga. Step it up. Get your shit together. Make good choices. Yeah. I agree. <clears throat> so, so this is hoping yeah, that, that he can that is, get it together. For the, for the sake of the child together, more than anything. For the yes, that's that's just it. For the sake of the child. The child is who matters first and foremost in the situation. Indeed. Um, yeah, do what you gotta do. Keep your fucking ass out of jail, nigga. And what I mean by keep your ass out of jail is not this toe in the line shit, but be a better human being. Correct. Be a better human being. Um Speaking of better, being better human beings, uh, Lifetime announced the premiere date of the long-awaited Salt and Pepper biopic uh, with an after-show special featuring the hip-hop icons. The project stars Gigi Townsend as Cheryl Salt James, um, Leah Odom as Sandra Pepper Denton, and Monique Powell plays uh, Deirdre Roper, a.k.a. DJ Spinderella. As the Griot previously reported, the three-hour feature, goddamn, um, is co-produced by Queen Latifah and billed as a as a biopic miniseries that will chronicle the groundbreaking group that made huge strides for women in hip-hop. It's set to air on January 23rd, 2021 at 8 p.m., followed by an interview with the duo at 11 p.m., according to Shadow and Act. So so they're not gonna do it like how they did the um the um Shit, what was the one? The new edition one, they're gonna do it all together, like all in one go. Mm-hmm. Well, um, that's, yeah, I'm interested to see this because of the strained relationship, um, that uh, Salt and Pepper have with DJ Spinderella. Like, that's because you know, if you if you've listened to um, if you're subscribed to the Patreon, you listen to Ratchet Reloaded. Me and Candace have um, seen uh, DJ Spinderella kind of open up and deal with the betrayal that she felt from Salt and Pepper because um, she was on, um, I forget the show, but she was on one, excuse me, one show uh, on OWN. Uh, I forget the name of the show, but me and uh, Candace uh, covered it. And we saw episode by episode just her just breaking down of like, like the, the 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 pain she felt with her falling out with them transferring into her own life. So I'm interested to see how that is played out in this biopic because I feel like that is something that isn't, honestly, isn't really talked about because I didn't even know how deep it was, like I said, until I saw that show on own with her on it. So I'm interested to see how that plays out. Yeah, it. I mean, there... The situation is only a year and a half old, which to me feels kind of early to be doing this because they're still like figuring this all out, right? Mm. Um, they were ordered to mediation. Uh, it, it's it's almost like a divorce in sorts, except you know, 
Salt and Pepper, there are two people acting as an entity, and then DJ Spinderella is acting as a separate individual. Um, it doesn't have the feels of a hostile takeover or anything like that, but it just really feels like, you know, th- this is this is the classic Hollywood divorce. And yeah, I don't know. It just breaks my heart because I, I'm a I like I'm not about to do the whole. Oh, I'm such a big fan of, but like. I enjoy the music of theirs that I that I know, right? And you know, they made fun music, they made good music. I was actually pleasantly surprised about seven years ago, seven, eight years ago, when I learned that they were still together, still kicking it after all these years. Mm. And then we get to twenty nineteen and they fired her. And yeah. And it was just like All right, what is like what is happening? Yeah, and like I say, oh, like that really hurt her. Like that, that, that really hurt Spinderella. So, I, 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 like I, said, I don't know if they'll cover that in it, but I, I hope they do. Um, I, I hope they like just basically just don't brush it under the rug. Yeah, so I remember when. So she wrote back in January of last year, almost two years ago now. Wow, December first. Um. January 2019, I received the termination email excluding me from future performances with the group. It was my expectation after that decision that they would also take responsibility for sharing that news with the public and other affected parties. Months have passed. There's been no mention. And I feel like I should let everybody know, just for transparency purposes. This was on her Instagram back in, I want to say, last April, last May, somewhere around there. So... Yeah, it's been a while, and, and and it sounds like it's one of those things where, like, a lot of what was said then is predated by a lot of what we won't know, if that makes sense. So, mm-hmm. like you, I, I really hope they figure this out. Yeah. I really do. Like, that's the thing. Like, I don't want them to, like, talk about it for, like, you know, because I love this or whatever. Like, you can't, you can't. Go, yes, you do. Well, I mean, yes. But <laughs> what I'm saying is, for something this public, you can't like heal from it or grow forward if you don't acknowledge it. True, big time. But, true. And so, like, I at the end of the day, I want them to. I want it to be a resolution. Like, either y'all heal, which I hope y'all do, or you can at least acknowledge that it happened if it's, it's no reconciliation then so be it but just don't sweep the shit under the rug because that's not fair to spinderella who's already heard enough by this next up doordash settles with dcag for 2.5 million over claims it misled users on driver tips uh, doordash reached a 2.5 million settlement with the attorney general of the of the district of columbia over claims that the company misled customers on how it will accolade tips workers. Um, Attorney General Carl Rancy sued DoorDash in November 2019 over allegations the company misled customers into believing their tips would directly increase drivers' pay. Instead, Rancy alleged at the time that those tips were used to offset the minimum pay payment DoorDash promised its workers under its previous uh, tipping model in effect between 2017 and 2019. 
DoorDash has since revised the policy and denied the allegations in the consent order. Under the settlement, DoorDash will be required to continue ensuring tips go to workers without reducing their base pay and provide accessible information about its payment model and policies to customers and workers. Uh, the settlement will include a $1.5 million relief to delivery workers, 7500 k to the district, and 2500 k to, to two local charities, according to a press release from the Attorney General's office. So, yeah, seems like DoorDash, even though I do love DoorDash, although, honestly, I might need to switch to somebody else because these goddamn fees. But... <clears throat> yeah, well, I mean, you can't switch to Postmates because Uber Eats is about to roll out that change uh, because back in April, um, I believe Uber Eats acquired Postmates and mm. back in August they announced it and now they're going to actually fucking do the thing where they allegedly call it Uber Eats. So there. All I have to say, good the hell luck, everybody. There's a lot of changes coming in the food delivery industry. Um, right. But yeah, DoorDash, I, I'm actually surprised that they would lie like that. Right. Yeah. Like, right. It's an easy thing to not lie about. Yes. Like, <laughs> like, you know, again, I'm nobody's CEO. I'm nobody's, you know, I'm, I'm nobody's nothing. But like, nigga, that is something you that is so easy to not lie about. 100 percent of your tips go to the drive. OK. OK. Yeah, people, you know, people have already like, like people have long accused. Oh, shit. They be stealing the tips of the drivers and this and that and the next if they as a driver if they had ever stolen my tips i wouldn't know right but to find out like right. this is just like fam come the fuck on don't be taking money from other people's noses we all working hard here we're trying to like when you're a developer right like the the assumption can be made that you're you know you're in tech so you're making decent money at least when you're a driver you're 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 not making like you're not balling out of control right you're not you 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 might be making decent money relative to where you are but you're not making absolutely decent money so, right. To just take any amount of that from other people, that nigga, that's my dollar, you know? Right. That is this my is, fucking dollar. That is my money. I, it's my money. I want it now. But yeah, good on good on this this ruling. Shame on DoorDash for playing in folks' play, face. Not only playing in their face, but also playing with their money. And this is another win for you know, everyday working people and shout out to door dashers, uh, just anybody that is doing delivery and doing this type of work in, in a panoramic. Cause listen, I appreciate you. And my, I always tip well, because listen, I, I get it. I get it. Cause, cause, cause I am listening to the CDC and staying my black ass in the house. Cause it's a whole, a whole, uh, panacea outside. Did you say a whole penicillin outside? Yes, I did. Oh boy. All right, yeah, niggas, not trying to. We are not trying to cut up in the uh, pandemonium. Right, and the last thing we're gonna talk about. Hey, this is Bree of Mama Meets World. Every two weeks, my show is live. It's a safe and special place for Black mothers and the people who love us. So, for more about the Black motherhood experience, make sure you subscribe to my show. I'm sure you'll love it. Thank you for supporting the Flawless Noises Media Network. You can visit FlawlessNoises.com for more information on our other wonderful shows. You can also connect with us on social media. Search for at Flawless Noises on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. 
Go to FlawlessNoises.com slash store if you're interested in purchasing some merchandise. And if you really love us and would like some bonus content, subscribe to our Patreon. With $5 and $10 subscription levels, you're bound to hear something you like. Go to Patreon.com slash FlawlessNoises for more details. We thank you for taking the time to listen to our shows and supporting your favorite hosts. Please feel free to share with your friends, family, co-workers, and more. Flawless Noises Media Network, get to know our sound. And now, back to your regularly scheduled programming. So, Mr. Barack Hussein Obama, 44th President of the United States, uh, he has been on a bit of a world tour as of late. Nigga got a book. Uh, nigga been doing speeches and interviews. Motherfucker was on the Breakfast Club. Which shout out to, shout out to my boy Alex who said we had a hilarious tweet that said that going on the Breakfast Club should solidify Barack's status as a war criminal because it's the Breakfast Club. <laughs> <laughs> that is fucking hilarious. <laughs> like y'all was in his bitches, man, but that is funny as shit. <laughs> Cause nigga, the Breakfast Club is a is a plague of society. <laughs> oh, shout out to Alex. Shout out to my boy. But yeah, Barack been on the world tour, which I mean is, you know, he's right. I mean, he is no longer a president. He is a private citizen. He he's well to do whatever the fuck he wants. However, with that, he been getting on my goddamn nerves. Um, <laughs> and this is this is one reason he been getting on my nerves. Um, and it's 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 one it's for for me. Let me speak for me. I want to speak for Bianca. It's one that he is saying this, but then to the broader picture of like Democrats. In general, what they, well, at least the old guard and like the moderate Democrats seem to be doing, which is pissing me off. But anyway, here it is. Uh, a couple of hours ago, before we started recording, it was reported that Barack said in an interview that will come out on Wednesday, which is the same day this podcast will come out, that you lose people with quote snappy slogans like quote defund the police. Um. He said, Barack said that political candidates lose support when they use snappy slogans like defund the police in an interview um, with Peter Hamby, uh, who hosts a Snapchat political show, Good Luck America. Um, and again, this interview will come, on, come out on Wednesday. He said that those who use the slogan could jeopardize the goals of enacting meaningful reforms for police. Um, quote, you lose a big audience the minute you say it, which makes it a lot less likely that you're actually going to get the changes you want done. Um, the key is deciding, do you want to actually get something done or do you want to feel good among the people you already agree with? Um, the former f- president's comments align with other top Democrats who have considered the phrase to be damaging to the, po- to, to the Democratic Party. Um, House Majority James Clyburn told uh, NBC, NBC News uh, meets the press last month that he believed the slogan uh, hurt Democratic candidates like Rep. Uh, Joe Cunningham, who lost to Republican-elect Nancy Mace. The phrase, the phrase widely used in connection with the racial justice protests over the summer following George Floyd's death in May after many 
After a Minneapolis police officer knelt on his neck for several minutes, pinning him to the street. Um, the slogan refers to reallocating funding for police departments to social services for minority communities. So, yeah. Now, I have several issues with this. Um, one being that this is one of those things where, like, because people, because like I say, this broke a couple of hours before we recorded, and it's <sighs> fuck it, fuck it. I'm just, I'm just speak free, especially when it comes to Barack. Um, a lot of people um, like to. Um, when he's being criticized or being analyzed or being critiqued, a lot of people like to say that his words or whatever are being taken out of context. And sometimes that is the case. Other times it ain't. Um, this is one of them times where it ain't. Um, that nigga, it, cause I read it from a different source. I read it from a source before we recorded. Bianca read it from a different source before we recorded. And it's pretty much the same goddamn thing. Yeah. Uh, this is one of them times where it's not taken out of context. Um, and I have I have many issues with this. One, I have an issue with it because to 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 paraphrase to to phrase defunding the police as just some catchy, trendy, snappy little you know thing that you say for retweets and stuff is so disingenuous and fucked up. Two. This is the same nigga that his first term ran on a snappy, catchy slogan. Yes, we can and change we can believe in. The nigga literally ran on that. My third issue with it is this is the same nigga who during his presidency, which, by the way, he said not too long ago, he feels that (laughs) responsible for the rise in protests during his ten um tenure and and honestly forty five, the nigga literally during his tenure signed a Blue Lives Matter bill protecting the police. And my fourth issue with this is this is where it gets off being specifically about Barack and about the broader um sort of lens that the Democrats have lately, or at least the like the top Democrats or the ones that actually have power within the party. The fact that the Dems are saying that defunding the police is bad, that other progressive things are, are, are hurting the party, such as the Green Deal, such as, you know, talking about climate change, so, uh, uh, talking about such as uh, banning fracking, um, such as med- health care for all. The fact that they are saying this boldly, loudly at that, but also in the same breath, actively and unashamedly courting Trump voters and the Republican Party. The call is coming from inside the house. <laughs> like, how, yeah. can, how can you in one breath attack the left, but also court the right? How does that work? Nigga, it don't. Like it just don't. Like I listen, Bianca said this in the pregame, then I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it to her. 
the time for this coddling shit and trying to reach across the aisle and heal both sides, the time for that shit is over. My nigga, motherfuckers have been trying to reform the police since before we was born and it ain't worked yet. Yeah, it's... uh, We can't keep trying the same things. We just can't. We can't keep saying, oh, we're going to do a consent decree. Oh, we're going to do this. Oh, we're going to do that. Oh, we're going to... Like, I'm... The problem with it is the bias that comes with the acquisition of power. I'm going to say that again. The power with policing is rooted in the bias that comes with the acquisition of power. Holding biases is one thing. We all have them. Every single person has some level of shift, right, in how they see one thing as compared to another. Yeah. You're conditioned biases, to Yeah, biases are... Informed biases are okay. If you understand why you think something about something, that's fine. But biases plus power to actually like subjugate people to your biases, subjugate people to the feelings you have as a result of your biases, that's where it gets dangerous. And that's why the way policing as we currently view it has to go. It yeah. can't be this anymore. It, it just can't. Because like we said last, uh, like we said a couple of weeks ago, it literally started in bias. It literally started anti-black it literally did and that bias has not gone away in in what we are in 2020 and that bias combined with the power as you said has not gone away it has not been reformed and it has kept killing and harming black people yep and again that that bias and that power that comes the ability to do something about that bias it attracts a certain kind of person to the work. It's no longer it's no longer exclusively the domain of people who just really want to help and figure that how laws are enforced is the way how. It's no longer it's no longer exclusively theirs anymore. And the problem is they've have been silent too long about the bad actors in their community, right? And I always liken it to the fire I was like to the fire department and the ambulance drivers, right? Imagine if the fire department went around setting houses on fire on occasion. Imagine if ambulances went around looking for pedestrians to hit with, with their vehicles. We wouldn't support them this, in the way that we do. We wouldn't love them the way that we do. It's, it's the truth. If your fire department fails to put your fire out before the fire consumes everything in your house, you're heartbroken about it. But even then, you're not upset at the firefighters. Unless the firefighters are calling you a nigger. Right. Unless the ambulance is out refusing to give you care because you're trans, which happened to Tyra Hunter, rest in peace. But with policing, it is just as likely that you'll die as you'll live. It's just as likely that they'll shoot you when you were in the commission of no wrongdoing as they will to actually catch somebody in the commission of wrongdoing. It's broken. It's a broken thing. The odds don't line up with the needs of the people, and I don't understand why more people don't see that. Actually, I take that back. I do understand why more people don't see that. It's because for them, in their vacuums, in the bubbles they live in, 
the police work just fine. Yeah. If no one breaks into their home and robs them, if no one ties up and pistol whips their great aunt or their grandmother, if nobody abducts their kids, their assumption is that's because the police are here and they got our backs. Meanwhile, across town, the police are doing those exact things to people. They are failing victims of those exact things. They are killing people who are making don't more give victims. them an incentive to kill them. They are committing assault on bodies and brains and hearts and minds and souls and everything else with impunity. And they're the people we're supposed to think are going to enforce the laws upon themselves? There's no way. There's no way. It's fundamentally broken. Right. It doesn't work. We've got proof of it everywhere. We've got data points of it everywhere. It's not a problem in the South or on the West Coast or just in the major cities or just this. Or just, it's everywhere. It's literally everywhere. It's pervasive everywhere. It's why there's such an appealing aspect to cops who get fired in one city, move into another county, and trying to get on in their police force or their sheriff's force. And they do. And they do. Their bad behavior doesn't follow them. It's broken. Yeah. When we were children, our bad behavior followed us. Certain schools you couldn't go to because maybe you pulled a fire alarm next to the bathroom in third grade. When a kid pranked you to do it, else he was going to flush your head in the toilet. Right. And that follows that kid through his academic K-12 career. It can impact opportunities. It can impact futures. It can impact lives. Yeah. And we're telling fully grown people who we've invested with more authority, more power, more influence than the average citizen who commits wrongdoings at the fucking alarming rate that they do. That it's okay? Yeah. We're telling the people who are the victims of that behavior that it's okay that they wronged them on a massive level despite the, the, the imbalance in power and an influence and an authority and in everything else. Yeah. It's got to go. It's got, and the thing, the thing is like... It doesn't work. It's got to go. I agree. And the thing is like, and this is... The, the issue with Democrats, like, because I, I mean, let's be honest, we, we know what we're getting on the other side. We know that. Like, we know that the, the Republicans think the things that they do. We know that. The problem with the Dems is, and in doing this and saying this stuff is, like, it comes off condescending as, like, Y'all are just saying this as a trendy slogan because you don't know how this works. You don't know that you have to compromise and da da da. Nigga, defunding the police is the compromise. Right. <laughs> like, 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 like abolishment is the way. We are compromising saying defund these motherfuckers and all that money that you spend giving them as they kill us, reallocate that to other, to, to shit that will actually help people. That is the compromise. Like, it's this notion that because I am in politics, I know so more than you. And, and maybe you do. You got in politics for a reason. We all know it's a game. Maybe you do. But let me, the thing with that is, while y'all play this game, people die. 
while y'all play this, we have to work together. Y'all play this where, you know, even if we don't agree, we have to come together. We're not enemies. While y'all play that bullshit, people die. The same people that you tell if you don't participate in this shit, you're not going to get any change. And that's my issue that I have with these niggas. I'm going to say it and you can disagree and, you know, people that hear my voice can disagree with me if they want. That's fine. It's why I have such a problem with vote shaming or shaming people that are don't have faith in the system or have divested or whatever. It's why I have such an issue with that. Because how dare you tell people if they don't vote, if they don't, black people, because this is an Africans all the conversation. How dare you tell black people that if they don't participate in this system, that you, that you know is fucked up, that they don't have a right, right to say anything, they don't have a right to complain, they have to take whatever you can get. They have to take whatever happens because they didn't care enough to participate in a broken in a broken system. How dare you say that while at the same time telling people who do actually vote that, you know, all that progressive shit y'all talking about, yeah, that's going to cost us. Let's go over here and court these motherfuckers that actively vote against your humanity. How the fuck dare you? How dare you? How dare you over here playing pussyfoot in courses with motherfuckers who are not only voting to increase increase the police, give them more funding, then your ass agree to give them more fucking funding. And you actively courting these motherfuckers. But you are telling people that are impacted by these oppressive systems that if they don't have any faith in them, if they don't, quote unquote, play the game, if they don't, quote unquote, play harm reduction, that they don't care and that they just deserve whatever they get. Like one of my least like my least liked phrases that has come from it since 2016 is that elections have consequences. And okay, yeah, they do. Sure. But my nigga. Being black or any kind of minority in this country, you are living in consequences every single fucking day. That shit just don't happen every goddamn four, two to four fucking years. That shit is every day. It is our reality. Every single day. Somebody that looks like me. Somebody that looks like Bianca, somebody that shares my identity, somebody that shares Bianca's identity, someone that shares an identity in between. Every single fucking day we breathe in this country, it is an attack on our humanity. Whether that motherfucking White House is blue, red, purple, whatever the fuck. It is an attack on us every single fucking day. So how dare you tell me, tell anybody how dare you tell them to vote like their life depends on it when you are actively courting and enabling and empowering the motherfuckers that oppress us every damn day. And honestly, you too, you're just a little better at it. How dare you? That is my issue I have with these niggas. That is my issue with Barack. And, and, and to be fair, it's not just Barack. Like, it's not like I'm, like, singling Barack out, but since he the nigga talking right now, I'm going to talk about him. That's my issue I had with him. 
one of my issues. It's like he's, it's like he's he's coming off telling they telling black people specifically because he damn sure ain't going to no white places doing this shit. It's like he's going to black spaces specifically or places where black people maybe not you know congregate because I mean not everybody listen to the Breakfast Club, thank God. But he's going right. to play places where there's a, a concentration of black people. There's a traffic of black people. He's going to those places and specifically basically guilting them into believing in the system more. And that's fucked up. Because if there's, listen, listen, you can feel how you want to feel about people attacking him or critiquing him or feeling like they, you know, people single him out more than any other president, which is some bullshit. But, you know, like, you can feel that way if you want. But listen, that motherfucker's record is a record. Does it have some bright spots on it? Yeah. Like, yeah. But that motherfucker got some, some, some motherfucking sinkholes on that bitch, too. Yeah, I, like... The only thing I have with that is that there are some accounts who are of questionable origin, right? When you scroll them, it just looks like that's all they fucking do. And sometimes I'm like, ooh, that's bot behavior. But when you know you're talking to a real fucking person, you gotta know that, like, that's them saying, hey, look, this rose got its thorns too. And we would be remiss if we didn't acknowledge that and try to treat it as if he was, you know, just this do-no-wrong ass, like, paragon of perfect virtuism because he wasn't you can't like, do yeah, you I can't be, I be, not holding that office you can't yeah i be peeping sometimes yeah like, like I some of them accounts and i'm like yo like all you do is just sit there like a like you remember um oh i need to silence this part but you remember here for mary yeah <laughs> mary, 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 just say anything bad and here for mary would jump off the fucking top turnbuckle on your ass Listen, that was that was a time in Twitter, wasn't it? What a fucking time! It's some people who, on Twitter, like that's how they act with Obama, right? Like they're just ready. Like somebody says Obama and literally any nice thing at all, and they just off the top turnbuckle with that nigga be doing drone strikes, and it's like, yo, can you be? Can you say the word nigga? You got an anime avatar. I don't know if you're a real person. Profile, <laughs> and it's all like the tweets column be blank as fuck, but then you go to the tweets and replies, and that's what they do all their bitten. All they fucking do is talk about. That shit, I'm like, yeah, I don't think that's a real person. That's a bot you arguing with, my nigga. Tread, tread, tread wisely, make good choices. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So there, there are some times where it's different, right? Um, it's levels to the shit. We know the bots is out here in these streets and be trying to jug niggas. And all I'm saying is, don't get got by a bot. Mm. Oh shit, that that rhymed. God damn. Okay. Come on, bars. Don't get got by a bot. Ooh, I need to write yeah. a whole song about that. <laughs> Don't get got by a bot. But yeah, like, my, my listen, my we have to, because I don't want to offend anybody. Because hey, I do enjoy, I do hey, love our listeners. I do. Offend them. <laughs> do you really want me to? Offend them. Y'all got to stop caping for Barack ass because he black. I am sorry. Listen, (laughs) listen, listen. Let me tell you something. 
I'm not finna sit up here and act like I was not bumping my prisoners black when that motherfucker got elected. I'm not even finna sit here and act like I wasn't one of the people. I'll give you a prime fucking example. When Ferguson happened, I was one of the people that was saying, y'all need to ease up on Barack. What could he do? I mean, he can only do so much. Looking back on it, that motherfucker could have did a hell of a lot more. <laughs> a hell of a lot more. Yeah, that, yeah. And again, that's that's all about what rules niggas play by, right? Like, motherfuckers on a side that we are more likely to be aligned with don't they don't believe in just ramming shit through and begging for forgiveness later the niggas who hate our guts with the passion and don't hesitate to tell us oh they will they will man they will force some shit through the legislation and up until the exact they will listen they don't play by the rules they don't play fair and it's why that shit is a cult basically now and niggas gotta do their best by niggas, I mean basically everybody who votes for that R side. Um, because the vast majority of y'all ain't niggas actually. Um, right, but I'm calling y'all niggas right now. I'm addressing y'all as niggas because this is my motherfucking show. But, right. um, I mean, to be fair, we use niggas for everybody, we do. I mean, but that's that's know, just we're gonna do that anyway because that's just how we use. Yeah, we just don't want to throw off any of the first timers who might be joining. Shout out to you, first timers, anyway. Um, right. yeah, so y'all need to get it together and. Just like how we say racism ain't a black people problem to solve, the break in politics ain't the problem to solve of motherfuckers who don't treat the shit like it's a motherfucking cult. Yeah. Like the thing the thing is, like the sooner we because listen, I for a long standing time, I thought Jimmy Carter was probably the least like problematic president. And like two weeks ago, I found out that motherfucker got like traces to the clan and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like the here's here's why you thought here's why you thought that here's why you were led to believe that Jimmy Carter, like you, was born in Georgia. Mm. He was born in rural Georgia, in fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit, I used to go to his hometown on fucking school trips and shit. Yeah, and in and in terms of where his family shit might have traced back, just based on the fact that like he he was he was raised on a farm. And the thing about being raised on a farm when you were born in 1924 is maybe some different kind of people used to work on that farm, right? Mm. And maybe some of those different kind of people who worked on those farms were the property of people who fought in a particular war for a particular side of that war based on ideologies ideologies that wanted to keep you working on their farm. Mm. So... They got upset when their when their kids kids had kids, um, or when their kids had kids, it became all right. You're gonna be raised on this farm, but we're not really happy about that because we used to have people. We didn't have to pay to work on these farms, and we're not paying you either because you're our child. But like you don't understand, like we barely can consider them people, and they used to work on these farms. So it tracks, right? I I firmly believe that there's clan shit in this family, and. I, I think he has probably spent the bulk of his lifetime trying to break the chain in that sense. I don't think he's ex- succeeded at it for the most part because that shit is just goddamn tough to do. The legacy of slavery still exists today. And until we make the case for reparations, um, one that actually fucking pushes through, then yeah, you just gotta, you just gotta live with that because we don't care that you're 96 years old. 
All right, that's your bad. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> like I don't know what I don't know what you want me to tell you, fam. But like the sooner we stop treating the sooner we stop treating these motherfuckers as celebrities, the closer like we can we cannot push and these motherfuckers left and hold them accountable if the second we say that they fucking up is like no, don't do that because look at the other side. Nigga, we know what the other side is. We don't even... These motherfuckers are in our face now, supposed to be on our side, but playing in our face. How can we, like, get them to not play in our face? Yeah. I... Uh, yeah, this this is... This is going to be a long fight. That's what I kept telling everybody. Just because... Just because that nigga lost don't mean that you know, we done working. And if they don't seem too hell-bent on making it easy on us, we gonna keep motherfucking working. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, listen, I said this and a lot of people, you know, got a little feisty with me on Twitter and, you know, you know, I saw subs flying and stuff and it's all right, it's cool. But I said a long time ago and I would, I would say it again, you can tell whose fight stopped. Be, you, you can tell whose fight began and ended at Trump. Yep. You can tell. And these next four years, ne- these next four years, maybe eight years, it's going that it's going to reveal that a lot of people's fight began and ended at Trump. It is going to show that a lot of people's fight was not about white supremacy was not about equality and betterment for people, was not about material gains and freedom and liberation for marginalized people. It was literally, I just hate Trump, which to be fair, I get, cause fuck Trump. But you can't like have that be your thing, like your only thing, but also get on the high horse, which a lot of people did these, these last four years. And it's gonna show. Because you, you can't fake that shit. You can't fake that, oh, well, I care about this, this, and that. Oh, well, Trump is out. Do you still care? I mean, shit, Trump is out. What you want me to do? Uh, th- 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 all the stuff you was talking about before. <laughs> right. It's time It's time for the next fight, fam. I beat Blank already. Let's go. Right. Like, we, we cleared this level already. It's on to the next one. Right. And if, and if we got to use the same buttons to do the same commands to hopefully get different results this time, because maybe this time you got to jump twice instead of just once, then nigga, so be it. Okay, let's go. We got work to do. Get yeah. out of our, like, if you, if you ain't trying to do the work, then, I mean, you are welcome to get out of my way, but eventually you're not going to be welcome to get out of my way. I'm just going to fucking move you. Hello? Um, are you still there? So, yeah, that is my... I, I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this, and then I'm gonna we we gonna move on. Honestly, yeah, I'm gonna say this. The more Barack talks, and I was talking with somebody whose opinions I value, um, as Bianca loves to say, uh, which I agree with. My friend is very bright. Uh, she is a piece of shit, but she's very bright. Uh, <laughs> But I was talking to somebody whose opinions I valued, and they had this opinion, and I do agree with this. The more Barack talks, which again, he is welcome to do pretty much every fucking president does it once they out of office, they go on a book tour. Shit, not even president, just the shit, politicians in general. When they ain't, when them niggas ain't working, 
Uh, them niggas gonna book tours, they speak, they talk, they do whatever the fuck. Barack is well within his rights to do that. Um, but the more he talks, it is either gonna do one or two things. It is either going to radicalize people um, and kind of take those rose-colored lenses off him that a lot had or have um, because he's black. Um, or it is just going to remain uh, the defenses of him are in the in the the um, standing is going to increase. It's going to be one of the two. Because the more he talks, and if you're looking at if you're looking at it, Barack Obama, the 44th president politician, as you will, if you if you are looking at him in the same lens that you would view Bush, not that they're the same people, but I'm saying like the office, like the office of president, if you're looking at it like that, the more he speaks, the more it looks like. Okay, yeah, this nigga kind of was more the same. He was slightly better, but he kind of was more the same. And we really just rocked with this nigga because he was black. You either gonna have that reaction, or you're gonna go to the opposite side of you're gonna defend him more. It's gonna be one of the two. Cause I could just speak for myself. From the stuff that I've read, whew. it ain't it it ain't pretty (laughs) it ain't pretty that's all I'll say yeah it's yeah like none, none of these motherfuckers are inherently capable of the type of greatness that we ascribe to them in the form of well I'm just gonna go ahead and term generic gen, uh, generic celebrity worship because they're all too flawed for it and that's what people need to that needs to be the big takeaway right yeah like how we how we view politicians needs to not be in the spirit of like constant celebration because that's the root word of celebrity celebration um yeah they need to be regarded as very highly office public servants because that's what they are that much that much different from your mayor really when you think about it so think about it people yeah and be better yes um you know what i think i want to save hb sessions for tonight i mean not for tonight but for next week uh because it's kind of late on my coast and in the words of my dear friend bianca a bitch is tired (laughs) so um, friend, unless you got anything, I think we can we can call this one a, a, a we can call this episode. Let's go ahead and call this episode an episode. Indeed. Well, we thank you all for listening. We thank you all for listening to listening to us ramble. Um, kind of went longer than we expected, but I mean, hey, we get we had shit to say. Uh, people playing on our damn face. Some people that we you know once held you know, with adoration. Now it's like, I mean, you cool, but you know, nigga, you be fucking up sometimes. (laughs) So we had to get some shit off, but we hope you enjoyed. We hope you, um, we hope you learned something. Um, and we hope that you had some laughs and listening to us go on. Um, 
tell a friend to tell a friend leave five star ratings no one star wars please thank you so much and if you only give us four stars we just think you're being petty and we don't deserve that um shit 41 people test positive for coronavirus after new orleans swingers convention i saw that i saw that yeah no i'm just we're ending the show on that note like that is i I don't have the words for this that's a hbcu fishing in itself to be honest (laughs) hello (laughs) (laughs) all right um yeah let's go ahead and let's go ahead and wrap this up y'all uh be water stay safe don't be dangerous see you next week